We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
is going on, Roto Grinders? Dean here. It's Dean 7904 if you want to get all technical on me. It is 10, 1021 on the East Coast, 721 on the, on the West Coast. Good morning, West Coast. All 12 of you. Uh, 921 on the, uh, as far as Tennessee time. Of course, that means it's time for the flagship show here at Roto Grinders. It's called Grinders Live. It's sponsored by Fantasy Draft. And joining me today is a very cranky, a very ornery Pepsi 7. You're not usually uh, up this early either, are you? I don't think so. I mean, I'm awake by now. I'm not necessarily totally ready for the slate that this time. But uh, uh, cranky, I wouldn't say cranky. I'm in a pretty good mood. Got some early day baseball, and I'm uh, ready to rock and roll here. You were a little feisty pre-show. I don't want to take the people behind the curtain too much, but uh, look, I'm, just, I'm just saying there was a nice way of saying we're not going to talk about it. You know, we'll let it go. But uh, you're a little feisty pre-show, are you not? I think you just bring the worst out of me. <laughs> yeah, we got the uh, you know obviously getaway days, and you know a lot of teams are leaving. Uh, you know, knock out an early game, get get on the road, and uh, start up a new series. That's why. Uh, what, there's like eight or nine games going down today. Depending on if you include, well, it's not on the slates, obviously. It was already dictated. Like that, the Angels game, of course, got rained out last night uh, due to some, like, some goofy field management. Or they just have a really bad, uh, I guess it doesn't rain in Anaheim, right? So the few, the few times it does, they're not prepared for it, I suppose, because that was kind of a wonky rain out. And that, that game's going down in the middle of the day today, but I don't believe it's on any slate to my knowledge. Uh, fantasy draft has a six gamer early DK as well. Uh, actually on FanDuel, I believe they cut off the Chicago Philadelphia game for what it's worth. So we're looking at six games as far as the early slate Pepsi. And, um, yeah. How do we feel as far as, uh, give, give me the old screenshot, give me the overview because it's, it's, it's Strasburg. He's the one elite arm taking on a Mets team. It's missing uh, a bunch of dudes. Both New York teams are, are, are watered down for sure. Yeah. Uh, so how, how are we handling this, I suppose? Uh, and there's a weather game in theory, you know, in Chicago, win game, I guess we can say. Uh, although Vegas isn't particularly, you know, they haven't freaked out just yet. It's nine and a half as far as the total. I think that's, I think it opened at nine. So I feel like that jumped by a half a run. We're looking at wind uh, projected to blow out around 13 miles per hour or so. And we saw it sort of last night. And, you know, the weather edge from Roth was kind of dictating, letting you know that, you know, of course, there, you know, Vegas was telling you as well, 10 and a half, but. Homer's spiked by like what 50% or so or something like that in similar weather conditions and the weather edge is popping once again today. Uh, Pepsi, give me the overview. What, what are we looking at here as far as the six gamer? We've got a little bit of everything. You got high end pitching with Strasburg and, and Boyd and uh, maybe Tanaka. Noel, I guess if you want to call those guys high tier, but at least you have Strasburg and Boyd at the very top. You got some good mid tier arms here. Even the value arm that we'll talk about a little bit later on. And uh, as far as offense goes, a lot to like as well. Usually in a slate where we have a lot of pitching, options you know you don't have a lot of offensive options but we have that as well so it's a fun little slate here and uh you know i think it starts with steven strasburg as you mentioned here that new york mets lineup is watered down namo's out uh conforto's out you got uh cano now after leaving last night he's not in there strasburg already a stud the mets lineup below average to begin with now missing maybe their best three bats at least their best three lefty bats which is usually the thing you're worried about in terms of splits here so that's an awful looking lineup. Strasburg has been very consistent all season long. You know, the strikeout rate, 32% this season. So he's easily the top guy in fantasy draft here. DK as well. I guess on FanDuel, you could make an argument for Matt Boyd. He's a lot cheaper over there. Um, and Miami, the worst team in, in baseball offensively versus lefties in terms of Woba, ISO, WRC+. Plus. But the sixth best strikeout rate. So Miami can't hit the ball. But they're making contact much better so versus lefty. So I don't know if Boyd's got the same strikeout upside as Strasburg does, but he's certainly pretty safe. But, um, yeah, I think a family could make a case to go to Boyd if he needed the bats. But 
absolutely love Strasburg, even before we saw this Mets lineup. And hard to get away from now, knowing it's really watered down. Did you count the lefties in that lineup today for uh, for the Mets? You know what? I didn't go through them. I didn't think there was one in there. Is there Mats? There is isn't. Yeah, Mats looks like he's the only lefty in there. If he actually counts, is it? Uh, is it Rajay Davis batting too? I just see Davis here. For no, I thought it was too. It's not Rajay. It's a. Uh, it's JD Davis. Oh right. Why am I thinking? Right. Hello, JD yeah. Davis. Well, Rajay's a Met now, and he's a you know former Blue Jay for you. You know, uh, yeah. a serious hero temporarily. Uh, he's a. He's he's always one of my one of my favorite DFS players, and I, 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 I always like when he cracks the lineup. He's he's always got jack in the back potential. He's usually pretty cheap, uh, but no. And I think last was it last night where he joined the he joined the team like in the third or the fourth the fourth inning. Like he right. was at the stadium when the game started, which is I guess why he was on my mind. I don't know why I thought you know Raji over JD, but when it just came up Davis, you know usually that's something funky, and uh, was thinking some Raji. Love me some Raji, man. I've had some great moments with him as DFS, and he might have been. I'm with you there. He's one of my favorite players. Every time I seem to use him, he's cheap, and he'd have a big game or steal a couple of bags. He was always that guy that uh, did the job, especially versus Southpaws later on. So I'm a big fan of Rajay. So I was hoping he'd be in there and strike out three times, but uh, we can cheer for JD to strike out. Yeah, so this Mets lineup, I'm like you talk about Strasburg as far as the splits, and there's no reason to even look at the numbers versus lefties because, again, there's no lefties in there. Uh, as far as, you know, the last two seasons versus righties, we're looking at a K percentage of 33%. That's really good, Pepsi. A Woba of 293, that's solid as well. An ISO, as far as ISO to power, at 164. I wonder if it's, this year the numbers are any different specifically. Let me go ahead. And, of course, I'm pulling these from the Rotor Grinders Plate IQ. Pepsi, the, my, my favorite of all the tools here at Rotor Grinders, it's uh, absolutely my favorite tool to use. It's uh, ridiculous. It's just jam-packed. With, look, and, and most of it's free. Uh, if you guys are premium members, there's some extra perks in there for sure. Uh, you know, you can dig into the premium reports, the premium leaderboards. Uh, the stolen base ratings and all those, that, that good stuff. But even if you're not a premium member, you can just check it out for free as well. Uh, as far as the splits this season specifically, it's funny. It's a smaller sample, obviously. He's actually been striking out more lefties than righties, 33% as opposed to 31. But, uh, you know, whatever. It, it, he's obviously historically, I'll, I'll take the bigger sample with a smaller sample. And even this sample, he's good on both sides. Uh, Strasburg just feels like an awesome, awesome play for playing cash games for sure. That is the place to go, Pepsi. The tricky part is, um, well, how about for tournaments? How, how much are you uh, willing to, to fade him in tournaments? And look, when you say, I'm going to fade this guy, you have to say, well, okay, who am I going to fade him for? And you drop some names, and they all kind of sort of have somewhat warts, I guess, to some extent. And if you're not playing, you know, Strasburg, you're going to come up two names because on a two-pitcher site like Fantasy Draft or a DK, uh, the first guy you mentioned, and it's a similar price point, and the matchup is great from a run prevention perspective that's void. But like you said, as far as Miami, they're dreadful everything across the board as opposed to uh, – except for striking out, which is – that, that's king. That's the most important thing. And the price is very similar. We're not getting a huge discount, and it's hard to roster them both. So let's talk about Boyd. Yeah, I mean, I made a case for, um, you know, those other three guys, but there's also a case to fade those three guys. And really, Strasburg, there's no reason to fade him. Everything just seems to – he seems to check all the boxes today. And like I said, Boyd's been very good. Not as good as how he started the year, but the strikeouts remain – He's getting hit a little harder. The ground ball rate's gone down a little bit. But still, it's not like we're, we're worried about Miami. As we said, they're dead last in ISO, WRC Plus, and WOBA versus lefties. But again, the sixth best strikeout rate. So I think Boyd certainly has, you know, quality start appeal here. Uh, I think he's got some easy innings in this game for sure. Yeah, I really like Boyd today. I still think he probably generates a K per inning. And I, mean, I just don't see him going, you know, six shutout and striking out 10 or 12 here, which Strasburg can certainly do today. So, that's what we want here. It's all about strikeouts and tournaments. And I think because Strasburg is a little more expensive, 
he might not be um, all that more popular in turn of play. Like we might not see him at 40% anything crazy. Maybe 25% is where Strasburg probably falls today. So, you know, I think on Fando too, you're, you're going to be at, with such a discount for Boyd. I think you could see Strasburg around 18 to 20% in turn of play. So Strasburg's still my top arm, regardless of the format. I do like Boyd. If somehow Boyd can uh, – uh, pops from strikeouts. He could still be the, the best point per dollar play because we don't have to worry about that Miami offense. But let's be honest, look at that Mets lineup. It's not much better today than the Marlins lineup. So I'll take the case of Strasburg, but Boyd is certainly the number two option if you're just trying to pivot off of Strasburg a little bit to be different. I'm perfectly fine with Boyd as your as your ace, but uh, I think if you're playing one or two, even three lineups, uh, Strasburg has to be your guy. Yeah, you pull the plate IQ as far as, uh, you know, who's popping as far as a hitting perspective for, for New York, and it's very slim. Uh, there's only two guys that are in the green as far as the isolated power. That's Frazier and Alonzo. Uh, and, of course, Alonzo's got the biggest number as far as Wobo as well, too, at 382. He'll also uh, strike out. Uh, I guess the argument is that this isn't a team that strikes out heavily. At 21.8%, it's not a huge number. But still, like, the project. What, what do you think it is? I, I just went ahead and pulled up the, the lineup HQ here at Running Riders. Uh, take a guess. What do you think the prop is for Strasburg case today? Hmm, with this new lineup, I will say 7.6. <laughs> it's always 0.5, Pepsi. You know, that's that's standard. I know it wouldn't make a difference if it's 7.1 yeah, or 7.9. Yeah, I'd like to go a little different, though. I'm going to say 0.6 still, even though I know that. Is that how they do it in Canada at the sports books there? I don't really know what's going on. But, uh, here in Canada. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's actually eight, eight and a half. Ooh, uh, wow. Th- there is slight juice on the under for what it's worth. So, yeah, it's eight and a half. A slight juice on the under, it's plus 102, according to the K-Prop today. Neutral neutral umpire there, for what it's yeah. worth. Umpire data is all in as well. Of course, you get that support of premium, too. Let's see if anything kind of pops today as far as the umpires. We have an extreme hitter's umpire in Chicago, which uh, the combination platter of that and the wind makes that game pretty appealing. Uh, extreme pitcher's umpire for Jordan Lyles and all the revenge. That boy, by the way, he's got a six-and-a-half total as far as his K-Prop. Uh, Nola is tied with him. Masahiro Tanaka at five and a half. Anybody else? Dylan Bundy at four and a half seems low to me. That yeah. Seems... Yeah. What was Boyd? Sorry, I didn't catch that. Boyd's five and a half. I'm sorry, six and a half. Yeah. Okay. And he's got a uh, pitcher's umpire, I believe, there as mm-hmm. well. But um, yeah, interesting. Just comment in the chat here. I'm, I'm thrown off a little bit this. Uh, Flex 305 JC says Luis Castillo checked all the boxes yesterday and he lost, but I'm going, well, I'm not sure. The matchup versus Milwaukee was an easy one, but uh, a little different from Miami in this watered-down Mets lineup, I think. Yeah, I mean, you know, you could you could point – it's baseball. You could point to any game and say, like, well, this pitcher shouldn't have done – you know, Max Scherzer has been beat up by the Marlins before. What does that mean? Nothing. Like, you know, you sim it out a thousand times and more times than not, right? For If you're going to pull one-game samples, really wonky things are going to happen for sure. Um, by the way, you're in the Rotor Riders chat, Pepsi. If, uh, some people out there are probably lurking in the YouTube chat. YouTube, good morning. Uh, feel free to like and subscribe. We much appreciate that. And uh, if you guys happen to ask some questions over there on YouTube, uh, our fabulous multitasking producer, the D-Train, nicknamed by one Pepsi 7 uh, He's going to copy and paste those and throw them in chat, and we'll answer as many of those questions as possible. Like, we should have plenty of time for questions, Pepsi. Uh, we're we're going to stick around till what, 15 after the hour until we yield for crunch time. Uh, so uh, wait, did I do that math correctly? I believe so, right? It's 15 after the hour we stick around? Yes. Correct. All right. Uh, I'm, I'm so thrown off by the central time and by we're on a different time today. I don't know what's going on. But, uh, yeah. Uh, and, of course, if you guys are in the Rotor Guys chat, feel free to ask your questions there as well, too. And if, hey, 
if you're asking a question that pertains to the current conversation, feel free to throw it out and we'll get it to it. Uh, we'll get to it in theory in uh, well 45 seconds or so because it's a world delay of some sort. Um, all right, talk to me about the next guys, T- Tanaka versus Baltimore. Tanaka, my issue with him is he's just like he's not. They don't let him go very deep, right? That, that's sort of my concern with him. And they're still asking basically standard. It's the market price. And I like him. He's fine. And also, like, this is not a – I guess he can go six and strike out eight or nine. That, that's, that's possible. But that's like everything's got to be perfect, kind of like that Rich Hill deal. Uh, well, what's your thoughts as far as Masahiro? Yeah, I think you're right there. I mean, Baltimore hasn't been as bad as we thought. I mean, Tanaka does have the ability, as you mentioned, to go six, strike at eight or nine batters. Um, I think the price tag is reasonable in comparison to Strasburg. And Boyd, you get a pretty good discount, almost 2K from Strasburg and 1,000 off of Boyd here. So, you know, the discount's pretty good if you're looking to upgrade a couple of bats. Uh, I think I'm with you, though. I think he's fine. I don't think I have to have him. I'm going to pay up for Strasburg or Boyd, I think. Um, Tanaka can hurt us. He can go six and strike out ten and be the top pitcher today. But I just don't think he gets there. I guess the Baltimore team, like I said, that's been a little better than expected. Not striking out a ton either. And, uh, you know, I mean, you'd like to think the win would be easily there too. But with Sanchez and Torres missing from that lineup and, and Bundy a better pitcher than he's credited for, I'm not even sure the win's a lock for him today in this matter. So uh, I like Tanaka. I don't like him nearly as much as Strasburg or Boyd. And I don't think I'm getting much exposure to him. I played six lineups so far and uh, I didn't get any Tanaka in there but again I think he's fine if you feel like you need the room for bats and a couple of tournament pivots but uh, for whatever reason so far I haven't needed that extra salary here so I stuck with Strasburg and Boyd I may land on it like you know if it's like a last man in which is kind of a weird thing to say if I'm kind of making a stack and I put my pitcher last and I'm okay with it uh if that splitter is working he can you know he can rack up you know eight nine k's or so and like you said as far as his k perspective this lineup today specifically, we're looking at a 25% uh, you know, K rate as far as these dudes. And outside of Smith, uh, Breeze, Wynn to some degree, uh, these guys K a lot. You know, Martin at the bottom of the lineup is 34.9%. Of course, he'd prefer him to be at the top. But, uh, you know, Chris Davis is making an appearance. He strikes out a lot. Historically, if you care about BBP, I, I, I look at, I like you know, controlling at bats. Like, uh, Tanaka has controlled him pretty, pretty, pretty good throughout his career. Uh, I was just, I was curious how many times he struck him out. It was a good bit, if I remember correctly. And VR, Wilkerson, Mancini, boom, boom. All these guys strike out at least 24% as well, too. Uh, so he's in the pool. Uh, I don't need him. But the, the problem is the pitch count, right, Pepsi? Uh, 88 last time, 73 the time before. Uh, that's 73 pitches in, se- in seven innings, by the way. Then they gave him the hook. They pulled him out. Granted, they were up 7-1. At least that was the final. And they were up, uh, I believe, a good bit at the time. Uh, 95 pitches he got in six and change innings. You know, with six to change is fine. Seven is fine. He's He's got to be efficient, and he's been efficient. So uh, there's no reason to think he's not going to be. But, uh, you know, he's fine. How about Lyles? Talk about Lyles versus the Rockies, who obviously are dreadful on the road historically. Yeah, Lyles the better play on, on fantasy draft. And, and DK, we need a second pitcher. You probably don't want to grow that road in a one-pitcher set like FanDuel. Uh, Lyles has been pretty good. The strikeout rate's been good. We know Colorado's bad in the road. It's a really nice spot. I think if you're playing cast games today, which I'm not, I'm strictly doing GPPs, I think the combination is Strasburg and Lyles. I just think Lyles is safe. Quality starts there. He's got K printing upside here. Uh, I like the win potential here versus uh, Senzatella as well. Pittsburgh has been pretty hot offensively, especially Josh Bell. So, yeah, I, I think he's your safest route there. I think there's certainly an argument to get off of him for more strikeout potential in GPPs, which is what I did in my six uh, lineups I've got uh, – two from each of these mid-tier guys but uh 
Yeah, Lyle's the guy I started with. I think he's your SP2 in cash, and I and I think he's a fine play as your SP2 in T- GPPs as well. Is is Josh Bell like a top 10 hitter? I mean, at, currently right now, as things are, he's like a top 10 hitter in baseball, right? Which is weird. Yeah, I mean, he's always been a great contact guy and a very good hitter, and they always expected more from him. They said the power would develop, but after two or three years, we thought, eh, maybe this is just who he is. But yeah. uh, is he the magical age of 27, by the way? That's a why good not, question. He's not 19, I can tell you that, but let's see how old he is. <laughs> I'm going to look this up, too, because, you know, we all know about right around the 27 mark, guys. 26. He turns 27 in August. There you go. So this is the year he's blowing up, and he's always been a big guy with great, great contact. So a little more loft in his swing, possibly. I don't really know what his, if his approach has been any different. I have really dug into that. But, you know, we see this 26, 27 age where guys kind of come into their own. So perhaps Bell is uh, turning the corner to become a uh, an all-star hitter. I mean, the potential was always there. It's still surprising. Could just be a hot streak. But uh, I'm starting to buy in more and more. And like I said, that magical age 27 season and him always being such a good contact hitter. And they said the power is going to come and it's definitely here now. Are you saying hot streaks are real, Pepsi? Is that what you're saying? No, I'm saying that it could just be a hot streak, but I believe he's actually turned the corner. That's something I'm going to dig into in the next uh, few days or so and, and just have a look at these changes, swing a little bit, you know, and see if he's changed the launch angle and things like that. But uh, I think it's more to do with the fact that, you know, as we say, right around that magical 27 age, get a couple of years in the big leagues, you start to become a better hitter and learn, you know, what pitches you can drive better and you launch a little more. And uh, yeah, I, I think it's legit. All right, let's have a conversation about Dylan Bundy. Kind of opens up some salary for you. Uh, you know, pretty big swinging strike rate in this season. And we're looking at, uh, what, 13 point, uh, 12.9%, pretty solid number. Uh, doesn't, to- I mean, 12, 23.5% as far as the K percent, which is, uh, you know, good. But it should, it suggests it should probably be a little bit higher in theory. Maybe he's getting a little unlucky in that. Of course, he's giving up way too many homers, 2.14 uh, per nine to be specific. That is a lot. That's too many. But he's facing a Yankee team that's like there. There is some power in this team still, but of course that they're hurt by Torres being out. Obviously Stanton's not there. Obviously Judge is not there. Obviously Sanchez is not in the lineup once again today. So you could argue their four best power hitters. Uh, if, I guess Voigt's in the conversation too are, are not in the lineup. Uh, the tricky part here, of course, is this New York team. Uh, we're looking at a team that doesn't strike out a ton, twenty point two percent, which is not a big number. Uh, Lemayhu fourteen and change leading off. Hicks at eighteen point eight percent. Voight will strike out plenty. Fraser will strike out plenty, as will Romine, who's filling in for Sanchez. But otherwise, we got a bunch of guys in the green as far as a K perspective. But you don't need Bundy to compile like seven or eight Ks. You just need him to kind of survive. Can he survive? This, uh, you know, can you get me like 14 points? That's, I'll be thrilled with that, right? 14's good? Yeah, I, I think he can. I mean, he's almost averaging 14 points in the season as it is, and he said some real stinkers in there. You know, the matchup, as you said, is not ideal. The Yankees have power. The Yankees are going to strike out a top, but they are missing most of their big bats here. I think this is a good spot. Again, I made six laps. I used Bundy twice. I used Lyles twice, as I was saying. I even used Trevor Richards twice. So I think – I know Richards hasn't been great, but Detroit's so bad versus righties. I think there's potential there for Richards as well to go a cape running and get the quality start. And I think that's where Bundy is. I mean – do we expect him to six and strike out 10? Yeah, he's got the potential. But the matchup, as you said, even though the Yankees lap is watered down, there's not a ton of Ks there. So I think if we can get six out of him, gives up a couple home runs, hopefully the soul shots, and strikes out a batter per inning, I think we're happy with that. And I think we get that today. I'm not as high on the Yankees as most people probably are. I think it's more of a, a few power shots in the dark here with uh, you know solo home runs you're looking for, um, more so than it is a stack the Yankees up day today. So – I give Bundy the edge, actually, with the Yankees' offense. I do think he gets tagged a couple times. That's just who he is. 
but hopefully, like I said, they're soul shots. He doesn't walk a ton of people. Uh, and again, the strikeout percentage is pretty good there. So it's likely that these home runs aren't going to be three-run shots or slams. So I like him. And you're getting a real good discount at $1,600 here on uh, on um, DraftKings. And uh, what is it? Fantasy Draft. He's, uh, I don't have the Fantasy Draft pricing up from now. I thought I did. But um, he's discounted there as well. So 13-7 on Fantasy I mean, that's It's just too cheap, really. And I mean, if you want to load up in bats and you want to get to Strasburg, that's the way you can do it. I, I just don't think Lyles and Richards are that much farther ahead of Bundy. The only concern there is he does have the toughest matchup of the three. Yeah, high variance, so probably probably more suitable for your tournaments than for your cash games. Um, like you said, he can give up three homers. He also can strike. He can strike out give, uh, seven or eight. He can give up three homers, or he can do both. Like you know, that wouldn't surprise me either. Um, which could be perfectly acceptable, I suppose. You mentioned Richards. Uh, you know, he's facing a, heavy, a heavily right-handed lineup there for for Detroit. Uh, go ahead and count up the the lefties. We got two in there. It looks like Stewart's in there and. And Goodrum is a switch hitter. Uh, otherwise, we've got seven righties. Richard strikes out more righties for what it's worth, 24.1%, but also he's in reverse split scene. He's been getting like pummeled, especially from an ISO perspective, 222. And that's when he's protected by the ballpark there in Miami. A Woba also a 360. It kind of jumps off the table. Both those numbers are just too high uh, against right handers. But again, there's a bump in a, a projected strikeouts. There's also a pretty weak Detroit lineup that, you know, there is some power there. Um, but you know, this is the, this is the slate we've been given Pepsi and <laughs> Richards and somebody is, I'm going to have some shares of, and I'll probably, uh, yeah. you know, have a few guys in Detroit as well too. And I, I don't trust that he's going to go be great. And I don't trust that Detroit's going to crush him either. And you know, you just, you just kind of make your narrative when you're building your lineups. And, that, and that's what it sounds like you're at as well too. He's somebody that's uh, in the conversation as your SP too. Yeah, yeah, basically just to round up pitching here, Strasburg is a top guy for me. I did six of GPP lineups. I used him everywhere, and I paired him with two Lyles, two Richards, and two Bundy. Uh, you can make a case for Matt Boyd if you need the salary savings. I wouldn't do so on fan draft, fantasy draft, sir, and DK, where I don't think there's enough of a savings there. But on FanDuel, you're getting like $1,500 from Strasburg to Boyd. So I certainly don't mind going to Boyd there. I just, I just love Strasburg. He's more consistent. He's safer. That lineup is awful for the Mets. His strikeout potential is better. Versus a, a Mets team that made it a strike at a ton, a little over 23% this year. That lineup is, according to lineup headquarters. But, uh, you know, like I said, Miami's been pesky lately and striking out the six least versus lefties. So Strasburg's the guy for me. And again, you can use any of Lyles, Richards, or Bundy. I think Lyles is your best SP2 in cash. I like how you say lineup headquarters. You say the full thing. I like to say the HQ. I don't have time for like syllables, you know, but I appreciate that. The people might not, not know what the HQ stands for. I talk fast, so I can get those words in pretty quick. <laughs> we have a Cubs lineup, by the way, for what it's worth. Uh, Schwarber leading off, then Baez, Rizzo. Contreras is playing uh, the day game after the night game. Hmm. Uh, Jay J- Hay, uh, Almora, Descalso, and Fote uh, uh, cracking that lineup for Chicago. Nine and a half is the total right now. You know, pretty good. Well, Noel's a pretty good pitcher. Lester's whatever. <laughs> um, you know, and, and, you know, as far as the respect there in Vegas, the wind is blowing out and I pulled up uh, Ross Weather Edge, and it's still popping in a 96-game sample. That's a pretty big sample. It's a pretty good size. You know, you always want more at the biggest sample as possible. But uh, we saw this popping last night and obviously reflected as far as the home runs. We're jumping like uh, almost like double or a half, uh, you know, like plus 50% as far as an increase. We saw, what, four or five, maybe six home runs there last night. And Pepsi right now, according to Weather Edge, uh, this is always being refreshed. It's always updating based on the, based on the current weather. But as of right now, 96 previous, uh, you know, uh, settings for this game in Wrigley with the similar conditions, 
plus 49.1% for home run expectancy, plus 22.1% as far as run expectancy, plus 21.1% as far as ERA. So it's telling us that there's going to be some more fireworks again in Chicago for what it's worth. I mean, you got to hit the ball to still take advantage of those weather conditions. We've got two pretty good pitchers here, especially Nola. So I don't, I'm not adjusting too much. Uh, I did obviously more so on DK and uh, fantasy draft, but on family, you don't have to worry about that game, which is nice over there. But uh, you know, these win games, I tend to fade them. They tend to be a bust. I found over the last couple of seasons. I don't know if we can look back at that, but earlier this season, we had a couple of big win games, fade them again and, and neither game really went off. So when you got Lester Nola out there, you know, despite the, the weather conditions, I don't feel like I have to attack that game. Uh, Clayton Richards drawing the start there for Toronto. I know, I think last night they were considering having an opener or being a genie, but I know he pitched last night because it went like 12 or 13 innings or so. So yeah. maybe that threw things off. Maybe be a genie might still be available for an inning. I'm not really sure. Uh, but it looks like Clayton Richards is going to draw the start, which means uh, Boston's got a total of over five locked in for a guaranteed nine. And it's Richard in that bullpen. Uh, bullpen, they got a little work last night as well, too. And no J.D. Martinez, unfortunately. I was hoping he would crack the lineup and come back, but that's not happening. Steve Pierce is in there. He's, he's kind of an interesting little punt. Uh, you know, lefty matcher du jour. Of course, uh, you know, Morwood is on layaway in case uh, the situation calls for it, where Pierce might get the hook. Uh, your favorite hitter, uh, who, who jumps out? Who's a, a core play for you from a hitting perspective today? It's Mookie Betts for me. I mean, Boston's got the big total. Clayton Richard, yeah, he's a ground baller, but we know Mookie Betts hits ground ballers pretty well. Richards are only likely going to go three to four innings here. And then you got that awful Toronto Blue Jays bullpen coming in. And of course, Betts should feast on that bullpen along with the other Red Sox here. On the road, leading off, almost guarantees on a fifth at bat here. Jack in a bag upside. There's just too much to like with Betts. I mean, I'm not necessarily in love with any one particular offense. There's a case to fade them. You know, Clayton Richard, ground ball guy. We talk about Bunny Striker ability. So even though Boston Yankees are the top two offenses, you know, I think it's a slate repair for pitching. But uh, Betts is still the guy for me. He's just too good of a hitter. And again, that bullpen coming in behind Richard in inning three or four uh, is not good at all. So I really like him today. Have a big day. Yeah, if you have a you know premium here at RG, you can dig into the bullpen stuff uh, on on Plate IQ, and not just that, it, it, you can dig into it when it breaks down uh, if situationally. Essentially, if you're up five, if you're down five, it'll show you the arms, uh, you know, the collective ER, you know, ERAs. I don't know why I say ERA, but you know, WOBA, ISO, yada yada yada. As far as far as the guys that are most likely to be making an appearance there, uh, definitely something worth digging in. Uh, you know, bullpen data we talk about all the time, or I talk about all the time. I don't think enough people talk about it. And it's like, what, 35 40% of the at-bats. I know a lot of it's just you don't really know who's going to come in. But uh, collectively, it's important to be understanding, especially uh, for teams on the road. But you know, Every once in a while, you get to, if you're up like 12 to 2 in the ninth inning and you get the catcher pitching, it's always good times. It's a lot of fun for your tournament lineups, your stacks. Uh, and it's so tilting, by the way. It's so tilting when your guy is up against, you know, the shortstop. Like, he's throwing 60 miles per hour and he, like, pops out. So, come on, man. BP out there. What's going on? <laughs> Getting some flashbacks. Um, all right. So we're going to go around the horn in just a second. By the way, we're going to give our premium peak uh, uh, later on after we go around the horn. You did the you did the expert survey today, Pepsi, yourself and three other people. We're going to take a peek and see uh, where you're at in that. Maybe, who knows, you might have changed uh, your mind based upon some of the lineups coming out and see if the things going to change as far as uh, as you dig in more on the slate. Um, let's go around the horn. Your favorite catcher today. There's no Gary Sanchez. So that, that kind of throws things off. I guess we're looking at if all if you have all the money in the world, it's Contreras or I suppose Realuto, uh, but we live in the world of salary cap. Pepsi got that in there. Um, cross it off on your bingo card. What are you doing to catcher? 
I mean, yeah, if you're going to pay up, I think it's JT Remote's always available, not so on FanDuel. Of course, you don't have to play a catch over there, just like Fantasy Draft, which is nice. So we're basically talking DK here. Remuto is an interesting option, but I don't know that I want to pay up for him. Again, it's a, it's a slate where I want more pitching. So I'll probably end up on Danny Jansen more often than not, which is what I did earlier. I did get some Sanchez, so I'll have to adjust those after the show. But I believe I had four of my six GPP lineups with Danny Jansen. I like the Jays offense a little bit. Ryan Weber, not a pitcher we need to worry about here. We can hit him. And, um, you know, Boston used some of the better arms in uh, extra innings last night as well. So I think we get the, the weaker part of their bullpen today. But uh, Jansen at $2,900, he's a solid hitter. I know he's bad, Nate, but it's a pretty good discount for a decent hitter. And um, kind of like Josh Bell earned his career, Danny Jansen's a guy that makes pretty good contact. Uh, the power is supposed to come. Not there yet. But this is a good hitter at $2,900 on DK. And for a guy that doesn't want to pay up for a catcher, I'm not really interested in Contreras versus Nola today at all. I will get some Remuto instead of where I had Sanchez. So I'll likely end up with a couple Remuto and four Danny Sanchez out of my six. I didn't go anywhere else off of that because I feel like Jansen's the best hitter and he's also got the best price point. Yeah, I mean, he's home and he's batting eighth, obviously. And there's no, at least there's no pitcher behind him. And uh, Toronto's probably, well, they're, they're projected to lose this game. So they'll probably in the ninth inning. So that probably gets him the fourth at bat. Uh, I mean, he was the guy, like you said, he's supposed to be good, but he's not been good. Uh, and so, you know, there is some talent there, not a fully developed player to say he's still young. But I remember going into the season, like doing my prep coming into the season, like some people were suggesting he was like a rookie of the year candidate. And obviously that's not happened just yet, but I guess there is some talent there. And also it's just, you know, DK forces you to roster one. I don't have the salary for Omuto or, or Contreras. If I don't, uh, I want to save as much as possible. And we're looking at a bunch of backups that, that are playing today, at least for, for some of these teams. So, you know, Elias Diaz is out there. Well, I think Cervelli got hurt too for Pittsburgh. Yeah. Uh, Jan Gomes, I don't hate, but of course, you know, he's right, up, right above a pitcher, which is kind of frustrating. There's nothing here you're going to like. It's just not going to be good outside of Contreras and Ramuto, and that's going to cost you a good bit. Let's jump to first base, Pepsi. Where are you at as far as first? You know, Kenneth Morales is awful cheap still in the wide. I mean, the guy has not hit the ball well. And I mean, he's just, he's, I mean, he's still got the one shot home run potential, and Bundy's the guy to face. I mean, he might strike out three times, he also might get one. So I think Morales is interesting at a value price. Steve Pierce. Maybe so on the other field, more so on, on fantasy draft and, and DK. But Steve Pierce is also very cheap. So we got some nice value in those two guys. Uh, I'll use them quite a bit. But Smoke's the guy that I really like here. I feel like anybody's taken Weber deep, it's probably Justin Smoke here. And he's reasonably priced too, industry-wide. So I'd say Smoke is the top guy if money's not a thing for you. And then I'd go Pierce to Morales if you're looking for, for value there. The one guy that's interesting on DK is, is Reese Hop- Hoskins, if you're looking for a little contrarian mm-hmm. play there, with some upside with that wind blowing up versus Leicester. But you're paying a pretty premium to get him. I still give the edge to smoke there. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm buying the win there. I'm a sucker for the win there in, in Wrigley. And I, I still wouldn't be surprised that that, that total jumps to 10. Uh, again, I saw it. Was, I think it opened at 9, and now it's at 9.5. And, and we shall see. Stay tuned as far as the total in that game. And, again, the weather may change. It's Chicago, and the winds, the winds can be fickle sometimes. A uh, little bit concerned. You talk about uh, Richard pitching for Toronto, and I don't. You say three, four innings. You project them to not go particularly deep. That's concerning for me from a Pierce perspective. Like you might only get two at bats out of Pierce. Uh, you know, dependent upon what's going to happen as far as uh, situational. You know, if, if they bring in, if they bring in a righty with two or three guys on or something like that, and the game is tight in the fifth or sixth inning, Moreland could all of a sudden. Uh, you know, th- th- that's what Pierce can turn into. But you know, all you need is that one at bat just by the roster spot. And he can bang one out in the second inning for all we know. And, you know, now you're just, on, you know, playing with the house's money. Uh, I don't want to, you know, side the smoke monster against Weber. Otherwise, it's, uh, 
And then, no. I forgot to mention Luke Voigt in there as well for some reason. I don't know why, but Voigt, uh, I love Voigt. Big power against Bundy. He is probably your top one-off Yankee bat there. So if you're not looking to get some value, I think that uh, um, Luke Voigt certainly has the home run upside. But I just, yeah, I just smoke, smoke has the edge for me. And I don't know, I mean, Pierce could be in a situation where Boston played extra innings last night. Maybe they let him roll the whole game through. I mean, I feel like this is a game where they may not pull him out, but um, it is a good point. And Richard's such a good ground ball guy that uh, if he gets two at-bats versus Richard and grounds out twice and again gets the yank, Pierce may not be the top value playing the board today. Perhaps that goes to Morales now that he's in the lineup. But uh, again, smoke's still number one for me. I think Voight's upside is number two. And if you want to go to the value train, we've got a couple of good options in Pierce and Morales. We touched on uh, Bell in passing, but like his price, I want to say the price is egregious. I don't know that that's probably not the right word because, and we, we talk about it all the time, Pepsi, like, you know, I care so much about price when I'm rostering, uh, when I'm building, building my cash game lineups and for tournaments, we don't really care about price. You just kind of make things work. And sometimes you embrace a, uh, almost like an overspend because that, you know, that's going to force lower ownership, especially on like a six gamer today where it's hard for players to hide, especially a player, uh, Josh Bell has just been absolutely smashing, but, you know, if you pull him up on, on DK, he's 5.8K. Uh, he's he's a 10.6K on fantasy draft. I I don't – I mean, for a six-gamer, I, I just don't anticipate he's going to be particularly popular. Uh, and, you know, we know Pittsburgh, obviously, the, not a great ballpark, but it does play better for lefty power as opposed to righty power. You know, there's a decent shot. He bangs one of the – what is it, the, uh, is it the Allegheny? Is that the Allegheny lurking out there in right field? Pepsi, how's your geography today? I, I'm not even sure, to be honest. I don't even know what you're saying. It's a, the name of the river. You know, you've remember in Pittsburgh at a stadium called Three Rivers years ago. Yeah, I know the Three Rivers. That's uh, yeah, I know that. I just didn't was... know. I don't know the rivers out there. <laughs> I don't know the rivers in Canada, let alone the states. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, every once in a while, bang without the Allegheny. Uh, so I'm just kind of throwing it out there for, for tournaments. He should actually be in your player pool. Uh, and again, you know Rizzo, obviously Noah. I respect Noah. Noah's he had the he had a bit of a homer issue earlier in the season, and you know. Again, I, I try. I think the win's a thing. It's more so a thing in Chicago than any other ballpark, uh, and I have no problem betting on that, despite the fact that I respect Noah to some degree. Uh, Pepsi, Keystone is just in second base. What do you have for me? Yeah, I just wanted to say with the Josh Bell thing, I mean, he's a scary fade today for sure, but uh, so far in his career, though, Dean, I know you're a big BVP guy, and every oh, single at bat his face sends a telly, he struck out, if that means anything to you. Is he like 0 for 3 with 3 strikeouts? No, it's just the one at bat there, but it was not a good at bat for Bell. So just keep that in mind if you're looking to uh, pay the premium for Mr. Uh, Josh Bell today. Second base, I mean, you got Chavis leading off. You got LeMahieu leading off. They're big totals there. I like both these guys. Don't love them. Again, versus Bundy, we're looking for the home run power. Whereas LeMahieu's the kind of guy you need to get two or three hits in a game. And in certain situations, I like to play him. I had a lot of them yesterday, and he hit a home run, which is nice. But this isn't the best spot for LeMahieu. Chavis has the power we're looking for, and he's leading off. So that's interesting for Boston if you want to pay up. But uh, aside from that, I think Adam Frazier's interesting leading off the team. Brandon, Brian Dozier, sorry, is very reasonable priced. Your boy Sterling Castro is another value play. So, Not my boy. Yeah, you've used him quite a bit recently, and you, and you like him, especially at that price on DK here. But I think you're paying up for Chavis or LeMahieu. And if you don't want to go that route, I think it's basically getting some some value, whether it's a Dozier or a Castro, and, and spending up elsewhere. I have three uh, lineups with Chavis in it, and uh, I love the fact he's leading off now, but that might increase his ownership. But uh, I felt like J.D. wasn't going to play, so I wanted that righty power man, which is why I have Chavis. Uh, your thoughts on him leading off, though, does that increase his potential for ownership? I mean, it does, but does that mean that you're more interested now? 
I mean, I think second base is probably a position where you're spending down. So uh, Sheamus is what, what I was just talking about. Is the same the same vein as Bell is that um, like he's more expensive than Mookie Betts. I understand it's a different position and all that. And you know, outfield is deeper than second, and second's kind of trash. That's the problem. Uh, you mentioned DJ LeMahieu. I like LeMahieu, but you know, he seems a little bit overpriced, and he's not the best a la carte piece. He's better, you know, uh, yeah. as a collective. If you're stacking New York, then throw DJ in there. He's not the best one-off necessarily. He's not a Pedro Serrano type where he can kind of do it all by himself. Um, he doesn't need Joe Boo. He needs Joe Boo. Um, Joe Boo being the rest of his teammates for sure. Yeah, I mean, I like Chavis. Not going to discourage it. And the price is kind of tricky. And he's one of those guys that I, I would play in tournaments. Uh, you know, Boston stack is not hiding in the slate. Probably the most popular stack. And in the conversation, with, with the, depending on people do in the uh, the Wrigley game, but I suspect Boston could be the most popular team. Uh, so yeah, uh, otherwise I'm probably, I know I was joking that Castor is not my boy. I don't think he's good, but he's batting clean up against Boyd who is good, but you know, upgrade of a ballpark and he's batting clean up. And the most appealing thing about him is his asking price. It's just super, super cheap. He's what 2.7 K on DK, uh, on fantasy draft. We're looking at a guy that's 5.4 K. Of course you don't necessarily need to roster a second baseman on fans draft with their roster versatility. Uh, it's, it's probably spent all the way up for Chavis just flat out punt it for me. Uh, I don't really like much else. It's it's pretty gross. I mean, if Fanduel Chavis even better play at thirty eight hundred dollars, he's cheaper than the likes of uh, you know Betts and Bogarts and whatnot there. So it's uh, you're getting a little bit of a discount. He's even cheaper than Moreland. I know it's not in the lineup, but just saying that's you know he's cheaper than him. So Fanduel it's much better price than he has on fantasy draft and DK. But I'm kind of there with you. I don't have to have Lemayhew, and it's Chavis or get some value. You know, you're not going to believe us, Pepsi. We started a little bit late. We're actually kind of like late on time. This is ridiculous. We got to speed this up. And we've like been all business today. We've talked all baseball. No nonsense at all. The, the nonsense to baseball has been like a 99, uh, you know, to one ratio. Uh, I don't mind the Scouso or Bote either. They're, they're both pretty cheap against Nola. Nola, pretty positive pitcher again. The wind, yada, yada, yada. Uh, third base, hot corner. What do you have? I mean, you can play Chavez there again on, uh, on DK. Um, obviously, in fantasy draft, it's an infield spot, so you can still roll him out. Uh, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. starting to hit the ball really well. Again, I'm not afraid of Weber whatsoever, so I really like Vlad, especially on FanDuel. He's probably my top player there. LeMayhew, again, can also be played there at third base if you want. But uh, I think we're leaving, you know, leaning with the power of Chavez or Vlad. I'll give Vlad the edge here. And if you want to go to Marlon, again, to save some money, uh, Brian Anderson, pretty cheap. Homer yesterday uh, batting the three spot. I don't hate the idea of that, but uh, I don't think I'm going to get off of Vlad or Chavez here. Shortstop? Yeah, I mean, it's Bogarts, really. I mean, there's a lot to like at shortstop today. It's surprising. Usually yeah. shortstop's fairly weak, but everybody back and healthy. Bogarts is a top guy for me. I don't think I got off of him in my six GPP lineups just because I'm not – the later slate's got a couple of good guys there, too, in Correa and Lindor. But, of course, we're not talking about that. I think Trey Turner is a nice pivot. Jack and a bag upside for Turner here, especially when he's facing a lefty. Um, so Turner's interesting if you want to get off of Bogarts. Not a lot of value here that I'm really in love with. Uh, I don't hate Galvis, I guess, in the sixth spot at, at his price point, but there's nothing really mid-tier value-wise I like. I guess Segura is another interesting pivot from Bogarts, but for me, it's really all about Bogarts here. You said facing a lefty uh, as far as Turner. Matt's 28 stolen bases allowed last season in 154 innings pitched. Yeah, you can That's a lot. Him. Yeah, you can definitely steal him. So Turner gets on base. It's not a typical southpaw situation. He's gone. Yeah, people just assume, like, you know, oh, it's a lefty, he's going to hold on the runner better. Nope, not Mets. And just whatever reason, it's like a decision by the Mets' entire front office. Let's not hold on runners, which is an odd decision to make. But it feels like all their guys, you know, are just not good at the Grom. You know, 
sorry, dude, I forgot. Anthony Rendon, we didn't talk about him at third base. I, I love him as a contrarian play at third base. Rendon has hit Matt's well, it's lefties well. That Washington Turner Rendon mini stack is very interesting to me. And somehow I skipped over Rendon there because uh, I don't know how I did that. But um, yeah, he's think, really expensive. He's got that Josh Bell thing going for him. Yeah, he does. And, and again, you're going to get low ownership on him. But I think that, uh, again, if you're looking to be a little different outside of Shavis or Vlad, Rendon's got multi-homer upside here. According to Yisvan in the chat, by the way, Team Canada, I think, is playing USA right now. Yeah, yeah. They're playing is that hockey right or is that soccer? What is that? What happens is there's the uh, World Hockey Championships every single year. And basically, it's, it's all the countries that are used in the Olympics. But uh, as the teams in the NHL get eliminated, those players can go over and play for the respective countries. Oh. So when Washington get knocked out, Ovechkin goes to Russia, the Leafs lost to Barris, away he goes to Canada, that sort of thing. So, um, yeah, it's the World Hockey Championships. It happens every year. And go Canada, go. Is it uh, – well, first of all, USA, US, USA chant, the chat's going to get it going. Uh, yeah. Secondly, did Ovechkin potentially tank just because he really wanted to play for Russia? Is that possible? <laughs> is that no, happen? not at all. But Russia is absolutely loaded. It's like every – good Russian player that was on an NHL team is out. And, and they were out early. Missed the playoffs or in the first round. So Russia's absolutely loaded. I think it's theirs to uh, to take. And, and Canada had some good players but lost a couple, including Tavares already. So it could be in tough here. Well, I have you. Who's winning the cup? Is it St. Louis or is it Boston? I took St. Louis a couple rounds ago uh, over Boston once all my top teams were out. I had Tampa Bay over Winnipeg originally. But I will say two things. Good luck to Crane. St. Louis has never won a cup. Love to see I it happen. And my surprise team of the year was the Blues. They didn't start off well, but they're looking good now. So my surprise team could win the Cup. And I just I just hate Boston. I can't like Boston as a Leaf fan. So go, Blues, go. Yeah, they're fan. I, I know every fan fan group has, like, good fans and bad fans. You know, whatever. You can always find the outliers. But it just feels like the Boston – they just – I don't know. Maybe they, they also win too much in every sport. Enough of that nonsense. Yeah. I don't know the last time the Bruins won, but – the. Yeah. 2004 or five, I believe, they won the cup over Vancouver. But uh, and Louis, yeah, not quite. Uh, St. Louis, but <laughs> no, Shara was still there. Um, Great work. <laughs> no, so um, Bork has a cup in Colorado, though, but nothing in Boston. Um, yeah, I think St. Louis matches up well to Boston. Boston hasn't played a team in the East that matches up well to them, like a team that that hits hard, plays strong defense, good goaltending defensive style st louis can play that style just as well so it's going to be a great playoff series if uh even if you're not hockey fans i think it's worth tuning in it should be fun yeah it, it is enjoyable for sure uh and yeah, we're behind on time let's talk about hockey for three minutes uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll uh i mean mookie betts is your top guy uh aaron hicks i think is your, probably your number two guy mccutcheon's interesting on dk where the where, the, where philly's playing he continues to match lefties uh detroit's interesting we know richards hasn't been as good so a combination of goodrum Castellanos is interesting, and uh, David Dahl a little too cheap for me as well. Uh, let's see. Uh, anything else that's worth noting here as far as the outfit, or shall we just jump on the expert survey? What do you think, Pepsi? Uh, it's up to you. It's your show. I'm just along for the ride. It's not my show. Um, look, the flagship, it's, it's the flag. It's the people show. It's the chat show. We're going to turn it over to the chat in a, in a few minutes. Of course, uh, let's take a peek as far as the expert survey. What's going down today? Uh, this is just one piece you get as far as premium yourself and four others, one Stevie, P, uh, Stevie TPFL and Andy Means and SDL Cards filled this out today. And let's just sort of knock uh, knock this out, run through these questions and see, uh, let's get your answers on it and see how it compares to the rest of the field. Uh, as far as your favorite cash game hitter, who who may it be? Mookie Betts. Yeah, uh, he, he feels like a really, really strong play, obviously. Your favorite hitter for tournaments? I put Luke Voigt. And remember, some of the stuff was filled up very early this morning here, but Voigt's got that homer upside. I think Anthony Rendon might be, right there with him now 
I was going to ask if that's changed or not. Yeah, I mean, I, I think Rendon's pretty interesting. And we talked about Bell again. It's just a matter of fitting him in. It's not this great spot that kind of jumps off the page. But uh, I think you're going to get fairly low ownership. I have not pulled up the ownership on him just yet. And, of course, Jimino and his team, they're always tinkering that all the way up the lock to get it as precise as possible. Uh, favorite catch game pitcher, that's Strasburg. We already talked about that. That's not even a conversation. Uh, and you said your favorite tournament pitcher also happens to be Strasburg. I guess you're going to be over the field as far as Steven. Yeah, the Mets watered down lineup certainly helps that. And the fact that Miami's awful, but don't strike out. Give me the uh, give the edge to Strasburg in tournaments. Uh, favorite, uh, uh, your favorite uh, cheap pitcher happens to be Trevor Richards. Is that still holding true when you see lineups out there? I mean, I think for cash, it's probably Lyles now. So I probably would have switched that to Lyles if I had more time. Uh, I like Richards still in GPPs. You could argue Bundy for the savings as well. And again, as I mentioned, in my six lineups, I got two Lyles, two Bundy, and two Richards. But uh, Richards' upside is still good in, in GPPs. You talked about your favorite contrarian playing being Rendon. <clears throat> a couple other guys have Turner as well. So maybe Washington's little, little mini stack is pretty interesting. And cards is Kendrick. So everybody's got contrarian plays on the Washington side, which, again, a team that's not going to jump off the board necessarily. But – Locked in for nine against Mats in that bullpen. Uh, favorite salary saver is Pierce. Other guys have Schwarber. Schwarber leading off there versus Nola. Uh, you don't really want to pick on Nola necessarily, but it's a six-game slate wind, and he is, you know, it's kind of baked to the price. He is super cheap out there. And here you go. You talk about the guy you're most afraid of not having, one Josh Bell Pepsi, and uh, it sounds like it's unanimous. Little to no exposure for Nola. Is that the wind or is that the matchup or it's a combination of a, a multiple things? Yeah, it's a combination of multiple things. You know, the Cubs also a powerful team, a patient team. The wind blowing out a little bit. Noel's expensive. Just no need to go there for me. You guys are on the YouTube. Feel free to, you know, fire out some questions out there. Devin's going to copy and paste as many as he can fire in our chat. Uh, and, again, you can cut out the middle, man. Not trying to get Devin fired. He's still leading the produce the show for sure. But uh, give, give one of his uh, uh, tags uh, a reprieve, I suppose. Uh, we're going to knock out, let's, let's see, got nine minutes before you step aside and get out of here, Pepsi. Your sneaky home run. Well, we can do that in a second. We'll do our stacks and our homers now, I suppose. And, hey, if you guys are on the road again, this chat, feel free to knock out as many questions or line them up there. We'll try to get, get to as many as possible before we yield for crunch time. Pepsi, give me uh, your favorite snacks today. Uh, I think it's Boston still at the top. I think the Yankees are interesting, less so now because of the fact they're missing some big hitters, but there's some home run potential there. But I really like Toronto and Washington to be a little different. I think the Jays can get to Weber. And Washington, again, the mini stack, Kendrick, Turner, Rendon, I like Washington as a contrarian. Three dudes that are going yard, fire away. Uh, the top tier was Bats, and I'm going to move off of Bats. Too obvious. I'm going to go with Anthony Rendon at the top, uh, Justin Schmoke in the middle, and I'm uh, going to go with uh, Pierce for value. I know you have a jack-in-the-bag candidate. I do. I got both Turner and Bats, and I wasn't sure which one I was going to go with, um, so I'm saying a bull. Trey Turner, Mookie Bats, both have jack-in-the-bag potential. Uh, Bats is the more obvious one, obviously, so Turner might be the better play then. We're at 28% Pepsi as far as the, the, the laptop here. For whatever reason, my, I'm not getting charged. This is going to be it's going to be close. We're going to be sprinting to the end. Got seven minutes or so. I imagine my laptop will hold up for the next seven minutes or so. Uh, questions we're yielding to the chat. Do I start? Uh, do I start Bundy with this watered-down Yankees lineup? I mean, there is a little bit of a power suppression from this Yankee lineup, but they're, they don't strike out a ton necessarily. Bundy, pretty good K pitcher. Of course, he gives up so many homers. And the ballpark yields homers as well. Uh, I'm going to have some, I'm a little squeamish about it. And we say maybe both can happen. Maybe he strikes out six or seven and he gives up two homers and they don't need that much. Uh, that's kind of, I, I'm, I don't love it. I'm scared, but Hey, this is what the slate's telling us. You know, we could, you got to roster two of these dudes and it's a salary cap. So, uh, you tell me what's your thoughts as far as Monday. 
I'm okay on Bundy's and SP2. I prefer my GPPs. I probably wouldn't go there in cash, but I'm okay in GPPs just because, you know, he's got the potential to match guys like Lyles and Richards, and he's cheaper. Your favorite SP2, now this is in cash games uh, for two pitcher sites. I'm going to say it's Jordan Lyles now. I know I originally put Trevor Richards on the expert survey, and I'm fine with him versus Detroit. I think Lyles is a little bit safer. Uh, unless you need that $1,000 in discount, then I'm, then I'm perfectly fine with Richards. I don't under unicorns or dragons. This was asked to me specifically. I don't know. Uh, well, neither are real. So like, I, I feel in, in play different. The game, Dean. He's he, play, play the game. He's asked you a question. Take the time to answer it. <laughs> it's not a real question though. It is a real question. Those things may not be real, but the question's real. I mean, I guess, I guess, I guess dragons. I don't I know. Like, I like both. I think both are cool, but uh, before I give the edge to dragons, especially after game of Thrones. Did you, did you watch the finale? I know, I know you're a fan of the show. And- yeah, I'm a huge fan, and I think, like everybody else, is a little disappointed. I mean, it's okay that the Starks rule the world somewhat, but, I mean, Jon Snow's the man, and the whole point about him being the last Targaryen alive and the ruler and all that, then he gets, you know, then they're going to move him over to the No, 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 no. I mean, I'm okay with the Khaleesi thing at the end. I mean, by that point, it's like, okay, now you can understand why. Up until that point, I would have been upset if I had known she was killed, but um, the Jon Snow thing is the one thing that bothers me. Are we giving spoilers? What's the appropriate distance in time from this? You just, you just spoiled it's, it for some people. It's been after. like a week almost, right? Actually, no, was it Sunday night? I guess it hasn't been a week yet. I mean, I think the world knows three or four days later, right? I mean, I suppose. And you pro- a lot of people already had it spoiled by people like you, by you, I suppose, like yourself, I suppose. But uh, all right, I, I'm yelling. You know, we, we don't have a – there's not a lot of people watching. People are sleeping. <laughs> we, don't, we don't have a lot of questions. <laughs> I sped things up to get the questions, and now we get like five minutes to just chill. Um, I mean, let's let's pretend like you're a good MLB host and just start asking random questions that you think would be beneficial to me. Okay, I, I can play. Just I wasn't playing along with the dragons things, but I can play along in that hypothetical, I suppose. <laughs> uh, can Strasburg hit thirty DK points? Yes. Yeah, I mean, again, that, uh, I mean, six, I, I think that a lot of pitchers rarely go past six. I think Strasburg can get seven or eight today. He does have the longest leash, and that and that's why it's watered down. So can we see eight innings, 10 Ks, and a win, a quality start, all that? Absolutely. We, I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if he went eight and struck out 12 today, but uh, I love him to go deep, and I love him to strike it well over a batter inning. I don't know if D-Train's just making these questions up and trolling us, but now the next question is uh, – you know, this is from YouTube chat. We appreciate YouTube. Uh, can Boyd hit 25 DK points today? Sure, he could. Like I said, the Marlins don't strike out a ton, but that's not to say that he can't have some easy innings in there. Boyd could go eight, strike out seven or eight as well. I mean, I don't see him hitting double digits in case necessarily, but uh, he could have a complete game shutout and strike out seven. So that potential is there for him as well. They're easily the top two arms today with Strasburg getting the edge. So on the fly, I just went ahead and pulled up uh, Cardi's The Bat. Uh, and it's what you know, he has got projections and he has like ceiling and floor as well, too. Uh, this is what we have for Strasburg. I mean, as a Strasburg ceiling, he's got 41.5 uh, DK points. That's I mean, it's a, everything goes perfect, right? Uh, uh, but his projection, like his medium projection, uh, 28.45 fantasy points. So of course, he can get 30. And as far as Boyd, he doesn't seem to love Boyd, he has him just under 16 fantasy points. Um, which that's, is nope. that's a bit off. I mean, Boyd's been real good. And like I said, we know the Marlins are awful. So even if he's not striking at 12, would you be shocked if Boyd went seven, eight innings? Shutout innings? Well, the thing is, look, it's the K's. Like, how many K's is he actually going to get, right? Because that Marlins, right. while terrible, is probably more likely to pop up and ground out as opposed to striking out. Um, favorite cheap second baseman and shortstop? Give me both. 
Ooh, cheap second baseman is probably Eduardo Nunez. Um, cheap shortstop. Do we want to go too cheap at shortstop? I didn't really look at value there. It's, there's so many good um, bats there that I don't know that I want to pay down. I'm looking at it right now here. Man, man, man. I don't have a cheap shortstop that I really like, to be honest. I guess the, the reasonable price tag on, on Beckham leading off at 39, is that cheap? I don't think so. I'm paying up a shortstop. At second base, you could certainly go to Nunez. Uh, thoughts on Harper and McCutcheon and DK Cash. Apparently the bat seems to like him. I love McCutcheon leading off. And Harper hasn't been spectacular this year. Obviously it's a lefty-lefty matchup as well, too. Um, you're going to get that bullpen as well to some degree. It's kind of sort of baked in. Harper is priced down there. I'm okay with both of those. Yeah. I prefer McCutcheon. What's your, what are your thoughts? I don't think I have to have Harper and Cash. I prefer McCutcheon. I think he gets pitched to and he matches lefties. But, again, I've always said, you know, I'm fine with Harper in any matchup because he walks so often, even versus lefties, that he's getting you points. He's getting on base. So, uh, he's probably a better cash game play because of the on-base percentage. But for GPPs, I don't like Harper as much because I'm worried about the lefty-lefty matchup and how much they actually pitch to him. These things are real. I'm not sure how relevant they are. Apple Jacks or Raisin Bran? Oh, boy. They're both good. I'm a cereal guy. I love cereal. I'm going to go Raisin Bran. Apple Jack sucks. Like, it's Raisin Bran. First of all, and it's also in the advertising, Pepsi, it's the one thing where they advertise less. There's more than two scoops of raisins in there, or those are massive scoops. You get, like, four raisins per, per bite. I, I love raisins, raisins, too. I love them in cereal. Like, give me some nuts, some flakes, some raisins in my cereal. It's, it's all delicious to me. I can't remember, though, to be honest with you. The last time I had a bowl of cereal, I love it. But when I go into cheat mode, I don't really think of a box of cereal. It just doesn't happen. So I haven't had a bowl in many, many, many years. But uh, cereal is very underrated. You have your protein shakes and you have, like, your uh, your bars. That's, like, all you eat. But you, you, this is going to shock you, by the way. You, you know Head Chopper? Chopper and Pants, you wear right? I'm aware of him. Real, real good dude. I love the chop. Every single night, every night of his life, he has a post-dinner, like, a couple hours later, a bowl of cereal. Every That's night. That's awesome. That's is that awesome. Weird? That's a fun fact. I mean, if, that was, if I was doing that, I'd have several – um, different kinds. It's like my protein shake flavors. I got several different uh, jugs of flavors depending on my mood. But uh, Ricky Henderson, who is maybe the one of the best athletes of all time, uh, we saw him with his shirt off on those 1992 scorecards. He's absolutely cut. That's the guy that had a big bowl of ice cream every night before I went to bed. Just some guys can do it with their metabolism. I can't. Wade Boggs ate chicken every single game day. Uh, favorite value outfielder. Ooh, good question. Good question. Um, David Dahl, maybe he's a little interesting. He's fairly cheap and got a pretty good matchup. Um, Nico Goodrum as well. I like Kutch. Like, I think he, I know he's, I think he's my favorite out. I know it's like value per it's se. Value. That's not a value play, Dean. Yeah, it's still, I mean, I he's not that's cheap. why I answer the questions. Washington or Toronto stack. Take off your stupid Toronto bias hat. Yeah, I, would, I give the edge to Washington um, if price is not a thing. Obviously, Toronto's a lot cheaper, which is why it's probably easier to fit them in. It's also well to be more popular. So for two reasons, I'll go Washington. Molson Ice of a bat? You don't drink either, correct? I know you're Canadian. That, 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 if, you yeah. know, they find, if the authorities find out, you might get uh, deported. <laughs> I can't stand the taste of beer, so I'm, I'm sorry, guys. I'm going to give the edge to Molson, though. I had the bat when I was in Canada. I think it was okay, but I might have just like been happy on vacation, so I don't really recall so much, but – uh, Pepsi, now the, catch, uh, the, the questions we kind of caught up on, them. we might have missed one or two. I apologize if I did, but we have to yield. We got we to step aside and get out of here for crunch time. Uh, give me something good before we step aside and get out of here. Give me a bold call as far as, you know, there's a basketball game tonight uh, that's relevant to Toronto people. Uh, anything, throw something out. Okay, give, give me something before we leave. Steven Strasburg goes eight shutout, strikes out 12, and uh, Washington is your sneaky stack. He's Pepsi. I'm Dean. Enjoy the rest of your day. Enjoy your baseball. We're out of here. Holler.